I want to focus today on the first letter of St. John, the first reading, taken from the very beginning. You can't get this from the English, but in the Greek, when it says that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, have seen with our eyes, have looked upon and touched with our hands. In the Greek, there's a tense called the perfect tense. And in the Greek, it says this. We hear, not have heard, it's continual. We see with our eyes, we look upon, we touch. In other words, in the perfect tense in the Greek, it's an experience that continues in our daily life. And John is saying, though the event of Jesus, the incarnation, we, we just celebrated, and then when they met him, obviously at the age of 30, they, 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 had, they had looked upon him, they had heard him, they had seen him, they had touched him. But after the resurrection, what he's insinuating is this, it must continue to be a, a continual experience, a deepening of that. Because God knows you and I need surety. We need to be, it's like someone holds your hand and says, I'm with you. I'm always with you. And I will continue to be with you. I'm never not with you. We need assurance of his perpetual closeness to us. So John is saying that's the experience of the apostles. Though he had died, they still experienced him. They still touched him. They still experienced him close. But it doesn't just end there. God, as, as, as I have said before, God wants to develop a special love language with us. And in the book of Revelation, which John the apostle wrote, chapter 2, verse 17, he has for you and for me a name that he wants to give you. A name that is not your birth name or even your nickname. It's a name that has been known to God and God alone. Who you are in the mystery of his triune family, the, the Trinity. It's who you are for them. And they have to have they, there ha, there will be a time when they will pronounce that name for you. It's not a name that is known in this world. And it's not a name, for example, John's name, in some translations, says, the disciple who Jesus loved the most. Imagine, obviously he loved all the disciples and he loves everyone the same. But in John's capacity to receive love, he felt like he was the apple of the Lord's eyes all the time. And nothing could change that. And that would have brought such a security, such a, a foundation. And, and it, is, it is no wonder that in his first letter of St. John, chapter 4, verse 18, he says, Perfect love cast out all fear. Cast out all fear. So it is in that we need to then ask the Lord... Ask Our Lady these words. Mother Mary, you give Jesus to me because he's also mine. And not just that, you ask him to grant me that I might know that name, 
that is particularly mine. It says here, it's a new name written on a white stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. When you hear your name, when I heard my name, it happened around 2003, 2004. I was praying evening prayer with my community, and I, and I mean this, I almost, it, it jolted me back, I almost fell over. It, 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 it tsunamied me. It was a name that there's no way I could have imagined it. And there's no way I could even make it up. Because it's not in our mind, in our imagination. It's in God's imagination, his eternal imagination. And that will tell you something about your true identity, who you are. And that's what we need to grasp. The identity of who we are to him. When you experience that, you get a taste of what John says, the one that Jesus loved the most. You feel like you are the apple of his eye. Because you are. I am the apple of his eye. So there in living in that place and continually living from there and returning to there, that's where we get security. The security of the Father's house. We need to be secure in him. Please stand.